Hey traders, welcome to the 39th episode of the Performante podcast. Hope everyone had a very jolly Merry Christmas. It is the 25th, 26th, and uh, Bitcoin is booming for our Boxing Day. Hopefully you did either listen to the previous podcast. We did actually specifically say that we were going to have a gift for Boxing Day, and obviously we jumped from around $24,000 to $25,800. Pretty solid move to the upside. Hopefully some people were able to uh, capture that move. We'll be primarily talking about BTC and kind of the potential that it has looking at Ethereum, looking at Bitcoin, looking at kind of the global macro perspective, not really diving into any particular uh, news story, but just diving in being moon boys as we are. So thank you very much for tuning in yet again for the 39th episode and we'll pass it over on to Nathan. I appreciate the time you're taking with us this Boxing Day, wishing you the very best wherever you may be on planet Earth, because I know Bitcoin is wishing us the best. We're currently sitting just shy of 26,000, seeing an infusion of buy volume. We'll see if Bitcoin can break uh, the all-time high that it set pretty much just two hours ago. It's crazy seeing these repetitive all-time high, all-time high, all-time high truly shows that the bulls are in control with the market structure forming those higher highs and higher lows i mean personally christmas is great but you can't really ask for anything more than bitcoin all-time highs personally i'd take that over gifts any day of the week <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> for sure and hopefully you're profiting alongside of us because we have been providing a lot of our analysis for free on youtube keith's been posting hella high quality youtube videos i recommend checking them out if you do want to get inside the mind of a trader we've been posting our charts on discord for your review a lot of btc tracking a lot of banter around the asset and lastly we've also been posting them on tiktok so realistically there's been a lot of different ways for you to absorb our content but the key thing that we've been watching was this ascending triangle that did break to the upside yeah, that $24,000 range, major level. And this was a consolidation since like middle, kind of later half of December, December 19th, all the way up until the break of the 25th. And then we really started to see a rally uh, today on Boxing Day. So hopefully you guys are profiting. Um, if you are unaware of our Discord or our YouTube channel and are just watching or listening to our podcast, definitely please check it out. I think it will definitely benefit you in terms of educating yourself on how we like to use charts to navigate not just not just the cryptocurrency market, but most asset classes. Uh, we look at Forex, we look at commodities, gold, silver, oil, we look at indexes like S&P and NASDAQ, and we like to look at the US dollar and crypto really, really focused and, and specialized, I guess you could say, because they do have very negative correlations. And uh, you'll definitely be able to learn more if you do watch our uh, videos, TA videos. They're called Crypto Market or Global Macro Updates, and they're primarily on our YouTube. So definitely check those out. Um, in short, BTC's dominance, I think, is going to continue to move to the upside. And we did talk about this a little bit within the technical analysis video that we did recently. But I think the main reason why we're seeing a move to the upside in BTC dominance and why we aren't seeing the altcoin boom is because a lot of the interest right now is from institutions and funds and they view more or less Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency market right now because what they're worried about and what their investment is pertaining is a hedge against inflation in my opinion. And then the speculation of altcoins disrupting 
different sectors will come at a later point. But right now, the focus, I think, is Bitcoin because hedge against inflation. A lot of institutions are seeing people like Michael Saylor from MicroStrategy and like even Tesla talking to him about maybe diversifying their cash uh, portfolio, like 100% cash into cryptocurrencies and other uh, investments that are, I guess, a little bit better or aren't going to devalue so quickly. So uh, that shift is occurring. And I think Bitcoin is going to be the main asset that people are going to be looking to invest in. And that's why we're seeing a massive upswing in BTC and maybe not so much in a lot of the alts that we do like to look at. And actually, a lot of them are doing pretty poorly looking at, let's say, Link. Chainlink has been an asset and an alt that we have been uh, favoriting that we've really been enjoying lots of continuation patterns the project is great but it's not doing well right now and i think the reason is is because a lot of the funds and firms are funneling capital into btc and a lot of the retail traders are seeing the bitcoin dominance which can be found on btc.d on trading view is breaking to the upside breaking zones of confluence so it kind of looks a little bit similar to before the altcoin run in 2017 when bitcoin started to move up and then at a later point altcoins really started to rally because people are taking profits from bitcoin putting it into more speculative altcoins and obviously as the overall market expands more people are going to get interested and i think more or less the retail traders do like to look at altcoins maybe because it feels better for them being able to hold more than one coin of a certain project that they're looking at instead of holding like 0.1 of a bitcoin it's a little bit of a psychological dilemma there it doesn't really matter the project and asset is more important than how many you own of it because um, obviously if it goes up a hundred percent um it doesn't matter how much you own, you're still going to get that price appreciation. Compared to a project that doesn't go up 100%, you might have more of it, but it's not going to go up. So uh, kind of for the foreseeable future, I think the main focus that we're going to be looking at is just BTC until the dominance changes. Yeah, I think we're at a point in time where we're seeing this institutional inflow. And when institutions think crypto, it's not like they're thinking Polkadot, Chainlink, Tezos, horizon any of these small speculative vaults if they want to invest in crypto if they want to invest a hedge in inflation i think bitcoin is their go-to choice and i believe personally that is one of the major reasons why we have seen this continuous upward trend on bitcoin is because that is the primary point of entrance for these major institutions leading the way for the bull market and when btcd does start to climb downwards then we'll see retail traders and the traditional crypto scene really hop on those altcoins. Uh, but for now, we're just seeing that continuous higher high, higher low on Bitcoin and most of the market for the most part, apart from some of these alts that are just suffering, like Link, for example, is down almost 5% for the day. Adam, Tezos, EOS, IOTA, all down which is not something that you would normally see in the traditional Bitcoin push to the upside for 5%. You'd expect some of these alts to follow, but nope, we're seeing that inflow of value into Bitcoin. And so I think that transitions us to our next point here, just talking about Bitcoin dominance. That's one of the lead indicators to tell us how Bitcoin is performing relative to the rest of the market. And we're at a point where we're pretty much near the highs comparable to where we were in 2017. There was a couple of period or there's a couple months this year in 2020 where we were at a similar level that we are now on the BTCD chart. I believe it was in May where we had similar uh, levels. 
But ultimately, when BTC dominance is high, that means we are in a large cap dominated market. And as long as that continues, I think majority of the speculation, majority of the profit potential and majority of the public interest is in Bitcoin. But it's when it retracts that we are really going to see a legendary altcoin season. Because yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's at whatever, almost 26K now, let's say a little bit hopeful, moon boy, moon boy <laughs> activate. And when Bitcoin was at 20K, Ethereum was at like 1400 Dash was at like $1,100. Some of these alts are fundamentally so undervalued proportional to Bitcoin's all-time high that we've just seen an absolute takeover of the Bitcoin dominance. And it's really leading the way in terms of price appreciation but that tells me that a storm is brewing and i think that there will be a legendary altcoin market but personally i do not think it is worth exposing yourself until you have that major confirmation playing the large caps like bitcoin and ethereum with that dollar cost averaging on dip strategy is the most effective but i'm definitely going to be looking to go heavy into alts but I don't want to rush into it. I want to take my time. I want to see that confirmation. I want to see a shift in trend in Bitcoin dominance. And as of right now, December 26, 2020, we're seeing an all Bitcoin market baby. Yeah, definitely. I uh, completely agree in waiting for confirmations. And I would say <clears throat> the BTC.D chart is probably one of the most important uh, charts to look at when you are trying to decide whether you want to allocate more capital into more speculative altcoins or just stick with BTC and Ethereum if you are a little bit more spicy, if you want to get uh, a little bit more exposure into a different project. But I would say that chart is number one when you are looking at that. Also taking a look at total two, which is the total cryptocurrency market cap excluding Bitcoin. So you have a good understanding of where the market cap is for the altcoins. Uh, it will look a lot similar to the Ethereum chart just because Ethereum does have such a large market cap. But uh, yeah, that's also a tool that could be utilized if you are trying to gauge whether you wanna invest more into BTC or you wanna take a shot in maybe looking at some alts that could be uh, very, potentially uh, lucrative, depending on um, what else you are looking at. I didn't want to say guarantees or anything, but yeah. Overall, that is the current outlook that we have within the current, within the market overall. We do see that Bitcoin is taking dominance. I do think, like Nathan said, there will be an altcoin run. I think it'll be later on when there's mass speculation and a lot of people have made good money from Bitcoin. And then they're thinking, okay, well, Bitcoin's still going up, but... Now I have all this extra cash. Let's see if we can make more money in some more speculative assets. And that is a point where the true massive ROIs and risk rewards come into play because yes, BTC is very bullish, but overall it is, it's pretty, um, I would say like not consistent, but uh, it's very, I can't say, I can't say very, uh, uh, the forecast for the take profit is somewhat known to some degree. Um, when you're looking at massive altcoin explosions, they can go up so much higher than what the average impulse push would be taking, I guess you could say. Um, obviously with fundamentals that changes, but let's say for example, the consolidation of after the bearish push in the triangle above 6K in 2018, and we had that consolidation breaking 6K, and then we were consolidating at like 3,243-ish hundred for kind of the 
first little bit of 2019 and then we shot up in 2019 that break of like 4200 to 14000 i think could happen again um so we are going to be looking at that primarily for bitcoin but then at a later point we saw alts really start to move as well in that time of like early 2019 so i think we could see that very similar right now we see bitcoin move to the upside and at a later point when there's more speculation when there's more confirmation when btc dominance is going down kind of like we saw in 2019 then we'll look at altcoins and i think link is a really good opportunity ethereum is a really good opportunity bnb is a really good opportunity and it's not a bad thing to see these pullbacks because then you're just able to get an entry at a lower price so then you have more appreciation potential to hit the next major level of resistance or the all-time high or whatever you're looking to take profit in but it's not necessarily a bad thing if you think that the overall cryptocurrency market is still bullish obviously we have to have patience um dollar cost averaging is great but you have to a know when you're doing it like yes you could just dollar cost averaging like 52 weeks in a year, you could just invest a certain amount each time. But if you are somewhat skilled in TA, you could dollar cost average in the pullbacks, right? And, and this is like what Nathan said, the prime strategy if you are maybe a little bit novice in TA and don't really trust yourself using technical analysis, but still want to increase your overall position in a methodical strategic way, I think dollar cost averaging in the pullbacks, like we're seeing in the alts, wouldn't be necessarily a bad choice. Yeah, 100%. We're at that point in time where DCA, very effective strategy in these crypto markets. There's even a pretty notable trader on Instagram called Crypto Elite. Big shout out Louis, who's been basically documenting his trading versus all in versus DCA accounts and how they perform relatively. Although I do not have the most recent information off the top of my head i know that over the past weeks and months past past weeks and months uh, i believe the dca account was the most effective in this bull run context uh, but ultimately we're at a point in time where bitcoin is the market leader we need to ride this wave see how high it can go because ultimately we're in relatively uncharted territories bitcoin's testing resistance after resistance setting those new time highs and I think personally that 30K before 2021 could be in the picture. Obviously, that's a lot of speculation. Anything could happen, but we're seeing that continued buy, buy volume. We're seeing that continued momentum. And ultimately, I don't think there's a lot of reasons why Bitcoin couldn't reach 30K before 2021. But ultimately, as always, time will tell. Another thing that is interesting to note and just to have a quick conversation about is when we are speculating on alts, there's two ways to measure alts. You can measure the value of an alt in US dollar, or you can measure the volume, or not the volume, the price of an alt in Bitcoin. And one thing that is worthy to note is when Bitcoin is making these pushes to the upside, generally alts paired against Bitcoin will fall. Because that means Bitcoin is outperforming the alt. So, for example, if we had, I don't know, XRP BTC and XRP BTC was going down and Bitcoin was going up, that means Bitcoin is outperforming Ripple. No shit, Sherlock. But <laughs> <laughs> that means people are dumping XRP, buying into Bitcoin. And in situations where we are seeing a very aggressive push to the upside, in a lot of these situations, the BTC paired alts are going to suffer incredibly just because people are more willing to speculate on Bitcoin. 
than on these smaller cap alts. But you can also measure an alt in its US dollar tether value or USDC or PAX or whatever stable coin you may choose. And in situations like that where Bitcoin is pumping and the altcoin market tends to rise in USDT value while falling in BTC value, that's a different way to play that market. Because one thing that used to be a big problem in 2017 is we didn't really have access to stable coins, at least for a large portion of that bull run, is you had to trade most of your alts in BTC. Mm-hmm. So let's say you enter, I don't know, a random altcoin. Let's call, I mean, Litecoin, I guess is a good example. Before you could buy Litecoin with fiat, you could only buy it with Bitcoin directly. So even if the price of Bitcoin, or even, even if the price of Litecoin appreciated, it didn't matter because you were stuck on that BTC ratio. So tracking altcoins that you buy in their respective currency denomination is very important because otherwise you could be inadvertently hurting your own portfolio, hurting your own profits. Because if you have to cash out that trade in BTC, the USDT value is relatively irrelevant. In a lot of situations, it can actually be misleading. Yeah, it was definitely... A difficult time. Um, I even remember having to like leverage one X short uh, my entire portfolio on like BitMEX in order for me to theoretically be holding cash. Um, so it was it was definitely a lot more difficult. Um, but you can use this to your advantage by the ability of borrowing, especially on like large exchanges. You could borrow altcoins and then buy Bitcoin. So. Going back to the discussion of XRP and Bitcoin, if you think XRP is weakening, it's not strong, it is going to inevitably fail because you think that the SEC will win and they'll have to pay out like a billion dollars for their uh, securities offering that they were unregulated and, and selling, obviously. So we've been covering this, but let's say you think the fundamentals are X, of XRP are not bullish. You think that they are inevitably going to really just make the business uh, capitulate, fail. It just will not work, right? So if that is the case, what you could do is borrow XRP to buy Bitcoin. And let's say you did this in like 2017 because you know that altcoins overall are not going to be as buoyant in bear markets as Bitcoin. So let's say if you knew that beforehand, you could borrow XRP and buy Bitcoin. And then XRP will devalue at a much quicker rate than Bitcoin. So when you pay it back, you are able to hold more Bitcoin and then just pay buy the small portion of XRP that you initially borrowed, pay back the XRP, and then now you have Bitcoin that you technically did not really pay for. So um, really good opportunity. I think it's a really good thing to understand, like really truly what a pair is. A lot of people coming more from the equities stock world don't really understand pairing because they'll just look at Tesla, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, Google, and they'll just see the stock price. Everything's associated with the US dollar. So there's no real pairing that you can visualize. It's just you buy a stock and you sell it and then whatever the appreciation depreciation is. But when you're looking at pairing, it's, it's a different way of viewing a different, it really looking at assets altogether because it's not like you're just seeing the price of a stock go up and down. You're seeing the comparison of one thing to another. Um, and you could really borrow any alt and, and buy another alt with the initially borrowed amount that you had, which is very, very useful. Very, 
in my opinion, an extremely powerful tool if you think that one asset or one alt is not gonna do well, and then you can borrow against it to purchase an asset that you think will do very well. Obviously, if you are borrowing alts that are absolutely mooning, you need to manage that, manage your risk, obviously, very important, especially when you're borrowing, because the price can go up to infinite amounts if you're borrowing and you think it's gonna go down to zero. Like if you're longing, you can only lose up to zero. If you're shorting, you can lose unlimited amounts because the asset could go up to whatever amount is could go to. So definitely a little bit cautious, a little bit, uh, play a little cautiously in that world. Uh, be a little more conservative, I would say, but still being able to borrow altcoins and then put it into something that's going to be appreciating is definitely something worth looking into. 100%. And just to develop on what you were talking about with kind of how stocks are only measured in basically US dollars. So if you're buying Amazon, it's kind of like you're trading Amazon slash US dollar. Crypto is different in that market. It's in that regard. It's kind of like a hybrid between equities and foreign exchange because we are, we, we really care about the comparative value how things are rising, how things are falling in proportion to each other. And that's one of the reasons why we pride ourselves in such a holistic analysis of the global market. We look at the US dollar strength, we look at currency strength, we look at how crypto is performing indices, if they're correlated, if they're not correlated, because ultimately crypto is a market that I feel is very integrative. It relies on inputs from very different corners of the globe. You have the inflation aspect of it, its role as a sound money, and how it's being recognized as a hedge to inflation. You have its role within the use of technology like Ethereum's literally programmable money. And there's so many different factors to it that in order to fully understand, fully capitalize, and fully integrate this investment into your portfolio, having that kind of holistic knowledge, that holistic picture is very important to your overall success within the crypto market. And so just to wrap up this episode, we got a little bit of uh, news coming out of Peter Schiff. He's uh, a gold bug. He's definitely bearish on Bitcoin. He thinks that it's rat poison. I think that he's very biased and I think that he just wants his mountains of gold to do very well. <laughs> That's just my two cents. But he does have a 25-year-old son called Spencer Schiff who's a Bitcoin bull, actually. He's been uh, following the price action of Bitcoin, providing some uh, insight on Twitter. And it's interesting to see the Peter Schiff and Spencer Schiff's dialogue towards each other on the public domain of Twitter. And kind of, not necessarily the beef, but the friendly banter between the gold bull and the Bitcoin bull, his son. Funny how that works. I wonder how Peter is uh, looking at the situation because he's not very uh optimistic about bitcoin to be completely honest he used like you said he does obviously have his euro pacific i believe euro pacific bank something yeah, like euro pacific that. Or global or something along the lines of that he basically owns a uh, boolean dealer boolean broker <clears throat> sells gold silver uh other metals i'm sure not just those like palladium platinum all that stuff but uh, overall he is extremely bullish on metals he has a very similar outlook on the us dollar and the global economy but his difference between nathan and i's are that gold is going to be the number one store of value the safe haven asset that everyone's going to be funneling in and bitcoin is i guess in his mind a scam that is um 
distracting people into actually investing in the true safe haven and store of value, which is gold. So he is viewing Bitcoin as like something that is extremely dangerous in the eyes of a true, I guess you could call a quality investor, like a, like a sound investor. But it's pretty funny to see his son being super bullish, um, like not even slightly, but like He's very bullish. The price of like he even tweeted stuff like the price of Bitcoin surpassed sixteen thousand dollars today and now less than four thousand dollars away from reaching its new record high! Exclamation point. I'm super bullish, super optimistic about the overall space, and uh, it'd be it'd be interesting to see the banter continue, and especially when, you know, if his son Spencer is heavily invested in Bitcoin, and if it starts really move, mooning and gold doesn't do so well, it might be. Uh, a little bit of fun interactions between them and hey you never know if his son is actually starting to do very well maybe even starts his own fund maybe like a junior micro sailor type of deal uh maybe peter schiff will finally switch and uh come to the dark side yeah if i had to guess i bet peter schiff bought his son cole for christmas just because he can't stand to see his son profit <laughs> off of Honestly. bitcoin <laughs> So well, uh, his son probably clapped back with a ledger with maybe a couple of Ethereum and Bitcoin on it just for the sake of safekeeping. <laughs> but on that bombshell, I think that is a good place to wrap up this episode. I believe it was the 39th episode. Today is December 26th, and I'll pass it on over to Keith. Well, thank you again very much for coming in to our 39th podcast. We really, truly enjoy making them. Hopefully, you were able to enjoy the gift that Bitcoin was able to provide on the Boxing Day, or if you're a little bit earlier, the day after Boxing Day. But we have been notifying everyone, like we have been saying, if you're interested in cryptocurrencies, if you want to get involved, get exposure, learn more about the space, definitely join our Discord, follow really our entire social media platforms that we have. We have things like TikTok, YouTube, the blog. Um, we have our Instagram, all the things that uh, really allow you to learn in the multiple ways that you can learn. You can learn by reading. Blog is really, really great for that. If you're more visual and you like to see it done physically, the YouTube videos for the crypto market and global macro updates would definitely be for you. But uh, overall, we are trying to help you learn more about the space and educate yourself on sound money, why it's important, and what the potential outcomes would be if central banks are continuing the... Uh, the unbelievable amount of stimulus that they are uh, really putting into the market. So hopefully you got something from this video. Hopefully you're profiting with us. And uh, thank you again for joining us for this podcast. Until next time, have a good one, traders.